and running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. America, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number 877-973-7425. Open line Friday if you want to be on the show, but you're going to have to be patient because I, I, I humored phone callers last hour. And now I got stuff I want to say. I mentioned that James Carville and played the audio of, of his wife's uh, moved him to rubber sheets because the Democrats are yelling at everyone to stop bedwetting about Biden. Historically, it's bad. I mean, it's awful polling for Joe Biden. It is bad polling for Joe Biden. Uh, and they treat him like a kid. I, just real quick, this is for Chuck Todd on, on TV yesterday. Well, even his ad lib on Russia, right? It was about, like, he thinks, my God, Putin should go. Well, nobody disagrees with that. It's a good, he was right. They should have defended his ad lib. Don't treat him like a kid. Don't treat him like a kid. The White House treats Joe Biden not like a kid, but like a dementia-riddled grandpa. They made a very bad mistake at the White House. They made a very, very bad mistake. They believed their own press. You should never believe your own press. And they did because of the arrogance within this White House. At the staff level all the way up to the president himself, they are very arrogant and they believed their own press and it will be their undoing. Barack Obama it took him years, years, it took Barack Obama years to embrace the moniker Obamacare instead of the Affordable Care Act. Obamacare was intended to be uh, derisive. It was intended to ridicule. It was intended to mock. And it worked just like Hillary Clare and then Hillary Care in the 90s. Obamacare was meant to be something bad, and the Obama team worked very, very hard to avoid the use of Obamacare. Joe Biden and his team have rushed to embrace Bidenomics. They've rushed to embrace Bidenomics. My buddy Josh Hammer has a piece at Newsweek today. The 2024 Joe Biden presidential campaign, which has thus far been essentially non-existent, is now out with a crisp 30-second TV ad titled Got to Work. The ad, which targets local Michigan broadcasts and other national battleground states during this week's NFL season opener, touted the 46th president's first-term track record on such economic issues as fixing supply chains and making us more energy independent. The fact that this is the subject of Biden's first major post-Labor Day advertising barrage confirms what was already fairly obvious. The president and his team intend to make so-called Bidenomics the focus of their re-election. The problem is it's all a lie. 
and it is. Inflation is still a problem. Jerome Powell has not ruled out still further interest rates hike at a, at a time when mortgage payments are already catastrophically high. For the median American family buying a home, mortgage payments doubled from nearly from roughly 14% of monthly household income to 29%. This is the highest that particular metric has been in nearly four decades. Meanwhile, Saudi Arabia and Russia have announced more oil production cuts through the end of 2023. Supply chains have not been fixed at all. On the contrary, Biden and Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg, the comically unqualified former mayor of Indiana's fifth largest and crime-ridden city, who knows absolutely nothing about transportation, have overseen a historic supply chain disaster that has devastated importers and exporters, truckers, and countless small businesses alike. As for energy independence, no president in modern history has done more to make America more dependent on foreign energy. The fact that Joe Biden's paper-thin basement-dwelling presidential campaign is rolling the dice with Bidenomics as a go-to message as we approach the heart of the 2024 campaign cycle can be explained by one truth. There is simply nothing else for him to run on. Surely it can't be the unprecedented number of unvetted illegal aliens pouring across the southern border. Surely it can't be the proliferation of narcotics and the fact that roughly 110,000 Americans dropped dead last year of drug overdoses. Surely it can't be the epically botched withdrawal from Afghanistan, which saw 13 American servicemen die in vain and the Taliban flag hoisted over the old U.S. embassy. Surely it can't be the prized Biden regime cultural fetishes such as barbaric surgeries and modern gender ideology. So Biden and his cackler henchwoman, Vice President Kamala Harris, will run on Bidenomics. It's Josh Hammer, Newsweek senior editor-at-large, friend of the show. That's the issue. That's the issue. Biden and his team bought their own press. They believe the economy is good. Not only do they believe the economy is good, They have an entire American media outlet looking you down their nose, telling you, gosh darn it, why aren't you happy with your cost of living? Why aren't you happy? Gas prices have gone back up. Gas prices are near all-time highs. Diesel prices are near all-time highs. Now, for those of you in Rio Linda, let me explain this one to you. When you go to the grocery store and you buy your ground tofu, your ground tofu in Rio Linda comes from farms in Iowa where the harvesters and the combines use diesel or gasoline for their tractors. They're not run on batteries. The soybeans are processed. And they're taken to the farm. That also, there's gas or diesel involved there. Then there's electrical usage, often from coal or natural gas plants. And ultimately, the energy is used to turn your soybeans into tofu and then driven or flown to those of you in the grocery stores of Rialinda. Every single time it comes into contact with a fossil fuel burning tractor, trailer, uh, harvester, combine, machine, you name it, the price goes up. And because the diesel and gas prices have gone up, the price goes up even more because the Biden administration has chosen to curtail our energy production in this country, all the while using the media to tell you, 
we're producing more than we've ever produced before and not telling you we could be producing way more. In fact, the Biden administration has now issued a cease and desist on extraction from federal lands in Alaska. Here is Alaska Senator Dan Sullivan. It's not just Alaska, as the point that was being made uh, earlier in this um, segment. This is a huge issue for the United States of America. We have, we are in a serious battle against authoritarian aggression with regard to the Chinese Communist Party, the dictator in Moscow, the dictators in Beijing. One of our great American strengths is energy dominance, energy security. And by the way, Stu, we have the highest environmental standards in the world. And yet from day one, this administration, driven by their radical environmental allies, uh, focuses on undermining this great strength of America. It's crazy. It's going to hurt our country and Alaska. Yes, it's going to hurt the country and Alaska. They don't care. They believe their own BS. They believe their own press. Now, the larger issue here is that in liberal urban America, they don't actually feel the pinch. Rich, secular white people have increasingly become Democrat. Rich, secular white people with high incomes don't feel the economic bite that you feel in the middle class. They probably don't even go buy their own groceries. You know, I go buy my own groceries. We don't use Instant Cart. We save money, and I actually go to the grocery store on the weekend. And we live across the street from our local Publix grocery store, uh, which means I typically go to the grocery store every single day. Why do a list when you live across the street from the grocery store? I, I mean, I go all the time. I, I, I'm on a first-name basis with multiple cash registers. I'm there all the time. I buy the milk. I buy the bread. I buy the groceries. And I have two teenagers. Do you know how much food teenagers consume? And my son eats bacon like there's no tomorrow. My son goes through almost a pound of bacon a day. It is his favorite food. He eats it for breakfast and lunch every single school day. It's absurd. Five pieces for breakfast, five pieces for lunch. It's absurd. You know the old Dunkin' Donuts ad, time to make the donuts? My wife, every night, time to make the bacon. She makes the bacon for the kid. You know, bacon, a pound of bacon, about eight bucks. Milk's gotten expensive. My kids drink a lot of milk. My kids drink milk and water, nothing else, mostly water, bottles of water. Not out of the tap, bottles of Publix brand spring water. Got to buy the water. Every week, buying cases of water. Groceries are expensive. Gas is expensive. And they don't feel this in urban areas like New York and Washington, D.C., where they do take public transportation a lot, subways, or they have drivers who drive them. They don't, they don't feel it. They don't feel it when it's the nannies going to the grocery store, buying their groceries for them, or they're using Instant Card, and they're just putting it on the credit card. They make enough money. doesn't matter to them. Meanwhile, you, you're doing your own grocery shopping. You're driving your kids to soccer practice or baseball practice or basketball practice or whatever, and you're having to fill up your car. You see it. You see the cost. They don't see the cost. You feel the cost. They don't you, you, They don't feel the cost. You feel the cost. You can't go on vacation on a plane because it's too expensive. Jet fuel is expensive. Jet fuel comes from fossil fuels. It's expensive. 
You got to drive and you're filling up your car and that's expensive. You feel the costs of Bidenomics and the secular left elite do not. It's why the middle-class non-white Democrats are drifting away from Joe Biden because they're feeling Bidenomics and Joe Biden's telling them it's something good. I'm sorry, it's not good. It feels like multiple proctologists have decided to, to check you out. It doesn't feel very good to you. But to the Democrats and the secular elite, they don't feel it at all. And so they believe the press. And then they get the press to spin for them that everything's A-OK. The economy's roaring. Look at the data. Look at the data. Look at the data. You can look at the data and see that the American economy is doing better than every other economy on the planet. Our inflation is less than their inflation. Our number of people employed is better than their number of people employed. But you don't feel that because that hasn't changed for you. You had a job and you still have a job. But you had a $2 gallon of milk and now you got a $4 gallon of milk. You had a $50 fill up your car, now you got a $100 fill up your car. You feel those changes in the economy. Everything else is to kind of status quo. It, it's okay. I, I bought my house previously, so I, I'm not contending with a 7% mortgage rate. I'm not impacted by that. I bought my car when interest rates were low. I, I, I'm not impacted by that, but I'm impacted by filling it up with gas. And I'm impacted by going to the grocery store. And I'm impacted by all of these other things related to the cost of living. And the Democrats have insulated themselves from those things. So they think the economy is fine and you're an ungrateful whiner. And they're probably going to be driven from office because they do not get it. And like the Republicans in 1992 when George H.W. Bush was running for president, they want you to know to be grateful to them. And you're not because you're feeling an economy that doesn't feel like it's working and they don't feel it at all. They just look at the underlying data and they think, huh, this is working for everybody. We'll call it Bidenomics. We will own it. They'll own it right to their loss. Well-connected and well-respected. It's Eric Erickson live every weekday. Want to be on the show? Come on, be on the show. Call Eric now at 877-973-7425. Hello and welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, uh, bear with me one moment. I, I, You know, I got to spend a moment on the story that I just think is kind of infuriating. Republican strategists are exploring a shift away from pro-life messaging on abortion after consistent election day losses for the GOP when reproductive rights were on the ballot. At a closed-door meeting of Senate Republicans this week, the head of a super PAC closely aligned with Mitch McConnell presented poll results that suggest voters are reacting differently to commonly used terms like pro-life and pro-choice in the wake of the end of Roe v. Wade. The polling was made available to Senators Wednesday by former McConnell aide Stephen Law and showed that pro-life no longer resonated with voters. Um, okay. Here's what I think the problem is for the pro-life community. 
they, like Biden, believed their own press. They did not have a strategy for what happened when Roe v. Wade was gone. They spent 40 years trying to get rid of Roe v. Wade. It became very obvious Roe v. Wade was going to go away, and suddenly they don't have a unified message anymore. The left has a very unified message and a media helping them cover it up. The left's message is abortion until birth. And you have the Democrats using the media to say that no one really supports that. That's so rare. It's almost impossible, except that's their position. And, you know, I, like I've got a neighbor who can't believe that that's the Democrats' position, but you got to show them the, the evidence of it. And, and he now is like aware that, yeah, Democrats actually support abortion until birth. That until the moment the head is out of the womb, you could uh, until the head is out of the birth canal, you could kill the kid, and it's abortion, not murder. But the pro-life community, they are the dog that caught the car, and they didn't know what next. They had a unified plan up until that moment, and now um, it, it is shattered in multiple directions. Do you have 50 rules in 50 states? Do you have a nationwide 15-week ban? What do you do? They probably should have thought about this a little more than they did. I'm glad Roe v. Wade is gone, though. I, I am, uh, but now you gotta you gotta move on. You gotta get on the same page. You try to you gotta get everybody united. And there's a real divide on the right of do we let the states handle it or do we have a federal one size fits all policy? I personally prefer a 50 state solution, but I think we're headed towards a 15 week national ban. I'd be fine with that, but we gotta come up with something. Americans for Prosperity is trying to get conservatives across the board on the same page with reigniting the American dream and dealing with Bidenomics at the state and local level and where we can, the federal level, pushing back on Bidenomics. They want you on their team. They've got over 4 million activists together around the country uh, showing up. they got a bus tour teaching people how to talk to their neighbors about the free market for uh, and about reigniting the American dream. You can go to americansforprosperity.org slash Eric today to be a part of it. americansforprosperity.org slash E-R-I-C-K. Go sign up. they got 36 state chapters. They're growing in the other states as well. They teach activists how to be effective fighters for free markets to explain to their neighbors why free markets are good, why limited government is good, to go to state legislators and and agitate for and, and activate for sound market reforms in states. They had over 200 legislative wins this past year in state legislative cycles. Americansforprosperity.org slash Eric. Go sign up today. Be a better conservative activist with Americans for Prosperity across the country. He's got the courage to tell you the truth because the truth is what matters. You're listening to The Eric Erickson Show. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. Should you wish to be on the program, happy to have you. Uh, let's take a phone call real quick. Charles, you're going to be up next. Welcome to the program, Charles. Um, you know, I hear you talk. I listen to your program every day. I don't call in, but uh, I hear you talk a lot about Joe Biden and what he's not doing. I'd like to ask you a question. Um, what uh, bills have the Republicans passed since they've been in power? 
to resolve inflation of all gas prices? Excellent question. Um, They haven't been able to pass anything because the Democrats in the Senate keep killing it, but they passed expanded access to drilling on federal land that would have lowered gas prices by expanding production. They actually were able to curtail some of the COVID funding from the Biden policies that provoked inflation and pull that money back out of the economy. They had to get the Democrats to go along with that for the debt ceiling. That was their idea. The Democrats fought it. The Republicans won that one and pulled the money out of the economy, which actually contributed to decreases in inflation as much as the Federal Reserve by getting that excess supply out of the out of the uh, government, out of, out of the um, economy. At the same time, they only control one House of Congress. The White House controls well, are the Democrats. The Democrats control the Senate. So the Republicans have proposed a lot of things to curtail the issues. Uh, Republicans have proposed expanded gas production, expanded pipeline production, expanded pipeline supply, expanded refinery capacity, decrease in regulations to be able to increase fuel production in the country. Um, They have uh, gotten rid of money out of the economy that hadn't been spent by the federal government, which helped. They've done what they can, but they don't control the White House. Meanwhile, Joe Biden has taken more and more federal land out of the ability to, to be drilled for oil. They've increased regulations on oil companies. They've declared war on fossil fuels and said they want to put oil companies out of business to deter investment from those companies. They pumped a lot of money into the economy, causing inflation. They did their Inflation Reduction Act and turned it into a Green New Deal. They've come after people's uh, gas stoves. They've come after people's water heaters. Now they're coming after people's air conditioners. They're coming after people's cars. Uh, they've done a lot of destructive things. Uh, There's only so much Republicans can do when they control one House of uh, Congress with four votes. This isn't that hard. Joe Biden's president. It's his policies. You may not like the Republicans, but you got to acknowledge what they can do. They have done, which is pull money uh, out of the economy that hadn't been spent by the federal government. And that's about the only thing they could do with Democrats blocking everything else. Now. Let us move to something tragic, and it is tragic. This is, we're not going to gloat on this, and I know some people have, but Savanthi Sathanadan is the second vice chairwoman of the Democratic Farmer Labor Party in Minneapolis, or in Minneapolis believe she's also uh, elected in some capacity. No, no, she's not elected. Um, but she is an active Democrat. She has called for dismantling the Minneapolis Police Department. She wanted the police defunded in Minneapolis after George Floyd. In June of 2020, she wrote on Facebook, we're going to dismantle the Minneapolis Police Department. Say it with me. Dismantle, in all caps, the Minneapolis Police Department. As allies, what can we do right now? Listen and learn from our black siblings. And then amplify this message right now in this moment. MPD has systematically failed the black community. They have failed all of us. It's time to build a new infrastructure that works for all communities. If you are still disagreeing with this basic fact, I'm not sure what to say to you. I'm proud of the radical leadership and organizing of Jeremiah Bay Ellison and Philippe Cunningham. If you live in Minneapolis, call and email your city council member to voice your support. If you don't live in Minneapolis, be loud. Spread the message. Show your support. Now is the moment for change. 
she was carjacked. She is a victim of crime. Her children were present. She wanted to defund the police department. She wanted to do these sorts of things. The Minneapolis Police Department has been undermined. And guess what? She's now the victim of crime. In a city where lawlessness and crime are on the rise, as police have largely stepped back. Eric Adams is the mayor of New York City. He says New York might not survive because of all the illegal aliens who are pouring into New York now. The Biden administration is now suddenly, remarkably, toying with a plan that would force illegal aliens to stay inside Texas, limiting their ability to travel. They can't stop Greg Abbott and Ron DeSantis from busting illegal aliens to sanctuary cities that turned out to really only want to be sanctimonious cities. They wanted to lecture the rest of us on illegal immigration so long as they never had to touch them. Remember that it was 48 meaningful hours and in, in Martha's Vineyard for illegal aliens. The community was so touched. They rounded up the National Guard and evicted them from the island, but they were so touched. They'll have a lasting impact, those 48 hours of illegals on their shores. They wanted to be sanctimonious about it. They wanted to lecture everybody about it. They didn't want to actually have to deal with the fallout. It's amazing how the Democratic Party, when confronted with the problems they forced other people to deal with, suddenly changed their tune. This is very much tied to the economy. The rich, white, secular atheists of the Democratic Party who live in coastal enclaves have not really felt the cost of living increase because they make so much money to begin with. They haven't felt the impact of Bidenomics like the middle class has. They haven't felt the cost of living on grocery bills and, and gas prices. They haven't felt it. They haven't had to make the cutbacks you and I have had to make. And the result is them lecturing and condescending to everyone else on how good the economy is, and you just don't know you have it good. It's the same thing. Eric Adams now, uh, he, he was perfectly fine with New York being a sanctuary city, and now that he's actually being taken up on it, he doesn't like it. New York City doesn't like it. New Yorkers are appalled at the number of illegal aliens flooding in. Demo Democratic enclaves around the country have the same problem. Chicago's having the problem. Los Angeles is having the problem. In San Francisco, businesses are fleeing. Major conferences are being scheduled elsewhere and canceled in San Francisco. As crime is on the rise, heroin needles and poop litter the street. Now they're having to deal with the consequences of their policies, and they don't like it at all. They don't like it. What's going on here, and, and what I'm uh, more and more aware of is, and the point of all of this really, Democrats used to have basic empathy for other people. 
Now, I, I, I think there's a, a segment of the right these days that doesn't really have basic empathy for people on the other side either. They, they just, both sides want to hate each other. Both sides want to be defined by what they hate, what they oppose, not what they're for, who they support. They just want to hate the other side. Uh, people on the right want to own the left. People on the left want to own the right. But there's more empathy, I think, for people on the right these days than there is uh, people on the left. People on the left, they they want to pontificate, they want to prognosticate, but they don't really want to examine what will the impact be on other people. So it was very easy for people on the left to say, we want to defund the police when they themselves did not expect to be victims of crime. It was very easy for them to say it. They didn't have to realize that crime is going to go up in, in poor communities. Crime is going to go up in non-white communities. Crime is going to go up in black neighborhoods around the country. You defund the police, those people want the police. You white progressives marching in the streets with Antifa with your mask on, you're out there saying defund the police. Meanwhile, you've got middle-class black families having to go buy guns to protect their property at night because the police won't be around thanks to your policies. And you don't even understand it. You, you don't understand the logical consequence of the fallout of your actions. You want to defund the police? Where are the police not going to protect the poor neighborhoods that don't bring in as much tax revenue? So those neighborhoods are going to have to take up arms to defend themselves. You never even thought about it. It was foreseeable. It was obvious. But you didn't care about those communities. You just wanted a virtue signal. You did not care one whit about the economic and societal fallout in the state of Texas by having that many illegal aliens piled up in the state. You did not care. You wanted to lecture Texas on sanctuary cities and you wanted to be sanctimonious about illegal aliens. You didn't care. You didn't have to experience it. You didn't have to know about it. You didn't have to care about it. You didn't have to see it. You didn't have to touch it. You didn't have to smell it. You didn't have to do anything about it. You could just lecture Texas about Texas and it's dealings with illegal aliens. And then they started showing up in your cities, and it freaked you out. You didn't have to even exercise a level of empathy for what people in Texas might be going through. You lacked basic empathy for fellow Americans. You progressives lacked empathy for black residents in poor communities riddled with crime. You lacked basic empathy for the people of Texas overrun with illegal aliens you could lecture Texas about without actually having to experience. And now suddenly you're feeling the effects of the policies you wanted that you didn't have to feel the effects of when you wanted the policies. And now suddenly you're changing your tune. New York City, a sanctuary city that wanted to be smug and sanctimonious with Texas, now you're being overrun with illegal aliens and you don't really like it. You're being overrun with crime and violence there in Minneapolis and other places and you don't really like it. The rest of us told you this was going to happen. It was easily foreseeable. It was predictable and you didn't care because you didn't have to feel it. And now that you're feeling it, you don't like it. All you had to do to avoid the situation was remember to exercise some basic empathy and understanding for your fellow Americans. People on the left used to pride themselves in being empathetic. Not anymore. Now you got to show them. You got to make them feel it up close and personal. Only then are they willing to change their policies. Only then 
Are they willing to realize maybe we shouldn't have done this? And by then it's too late. You people on the left have for years and years lectured those of us on the right that you got to remember people's humanity. You, you've got to be empathetic to people. You all forgot your own lesson. And now you're having to deal with the repercussions of the policies you advanced, that you advanced because you lacked basic empathy for your fellow Americans who in red states you decided they were just Hicks, Rubes, bad, evil people, anti-Democrat Trump supporters, and you didn't care about them. And now you're having to put up with the stuff that they got tired of putting up with and shoved off on you. And you don't like it any more than they liked it. And you know what's really noticeable is that now you don't actually want to fix the problem. You just want to shove it back on those people because you're more interested in hating red state America than solving problems that red state America you think should have to deal with. Cat's out of the bag. The genie's out of the bottle. You're not putting it back also wrecking the economy, which is why you may want to consider precious metals as an investment strategy, and that's why you need to do business with Swiss America. They've been the trusted leader in precious metals for 40 years in this country. Where's your money? Is it in the market? Hopefully a solvent bank, all those bank issues. Swiss America, they can get you into precious metals. You know, I've got a walking liberty half dollar they sent me. I've also got the the full dollar coin, which is remarkable is you realize it's it's kind of ridiculous. The U.S. Minute, I think, costs them more to make manufacture the coin. Um, but it's just, it, it's, it's a beautiful coin. And it's a great entry into precious metal investing because it is a silver coin. It is an actual silver coin that you can get for $13.50. Um, and it, it's, I mean, you can use it, forget the face dollar value of it. It's silver and it's valued for silver. So you can do this great investment. It's a great gift too for your kids or grandkids. Get them a walking Liberty half dollar, $13.50. All you have to do is call or text my name to Swiss America, 800-289-2646, 800-289-2646, or go to SwissAmerica.com slash Eric, SwissAmerica.com slash Eric. Message and data rates may apply. If you call 800-289-2646, just text my name, Eric, or call them, mention my name. You can also get their secret war on cash, which is kind of illuminating in how corporations and the government are trying to force you into using credit cards and not use cash so they can better able con- to control you. So call them, 800-289-2646. Get the walking liberty half dollar. It's worth it as a way to get into precious metal investing, and it makes a great gift as well. Message data rates may apply. When the world seems crazy, he'll keep you sane. It's the Eric Erickson Show. Get the podcast, live stream, email, and social media links by texting Eric to 33777 now. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. Uh, The phone number is 877-973-7425 if you want to be on the program. I'm trying to remember how to spell a word. (laughs) Oh, okay. I I, got to play you some audio. This is from CNN's brutal polling about Joe Biden. And when you look here about President Biden now serving as president, his actions in the Hunter Biden probe, have they been appropriate or not? Um, 55% of Americans, a majority, believe Biden's actions related to the Hunter Biden probe, inappropriate. 
24% of Democrats, again, a majority of independents, 52%, and nearly all Republicans at 90% believe that. And this is to show what happens when you don't push back at mm -hmm. all, which is really basically what the White House has been doing. There's not been a Hunter Biden defense uh, kind of mounted in a public relations way, and it's starting to seep through beyond just the right-wing echo chamber we're seeing. Beyond just the right-wing echo chamber, one more. We're talking about Danny here, the time when he was vice president, right? Whether Joe Biden was involved in Hunter Biden's business dealings at the time he served as vice president. Overall, if you look here, 61% of Americans think Joe Biden was involved. You can see partisanship drives this, right? Obviously, nearly all Republicans, 90%, believe that. This has been a major storyline and talking point on Fox News and elsewhere. 64% of independents believe that Biden was involved in Hunter's business dealings. 28% of Democrats. And I want to show you, of that 61% overall there that believe uh, he had dealings, 42%, Dana, think that Joe Biden acted illegally when he was vice president in those business dealings. 38% uh, say not involved. 18% said he acted unethically but not illegally. But that is a significant number as well. Bleeding over out of the right-wing echo chamber. Um, people are paying attention despite the media doing their best to cover this issue up. Americans are concerned. It helps Donald Trump when people can rationalize in their minds. It's not just him. It's Joe, too. That stuff matters. Don't underestimate it. You know what else matters? At Omaha Steaks right now, you can get bone-in New York strips. Yes, bone-in New York strips for free. Did I mention you get two of them for free? You go to omahasteaks.com and you put Eric in the search bar. Now, listen, those of you on mobile, if you go to omahasteaks.com and you're on your phone, you see the magnifying glass at the top. You click the magnifying glass. And it presents the search bar. You just put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. And you can get two bone-in New York strips with this incredible, incredible, I was about to say another word, but uh, grilling package from Omaha Steaks. I was blending words in my head, and it doesn't work. I'm half Swedish, half Cajun. never works that way. But nonetheless, you get butcher-wrapped or butcher-cut fillets. You get chicken breasts, boneless chicken breasts. You get the pork chops. You get the Omaha Steak seasoning. You get two of the New York strips, bone in no less. Really beefy flavor, so tender from Omaha Steaks. You get incredible savings over 50% as well and 100% satisfaction guarantee from Omaha Steaks. Go to omahasteaks.com. You put Eric in the search bar. Unbelievable savings, unbelievable deal from omahasteaks.com.